This is Trinity Western University's Chapel Podcast, where our daily chapel gatherings are captured and shared for the TWU community. Whatever your day looks like today, we're glad you're tuning in. that is often used as a benediction or a prayer, and I want to unpack it for you today. So I'm going to read it for you. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp. How high, how wide, how long, oh, and high, and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. I could be done. That's amazing. But I want to unpack it for you. So Ellie told me that I had um, one point for Fives Chapel. But sorry, I can't do that. So we're sneaking in another point. So the word for you today is deep or depth, okay? And we're going we're gonna to take two points out of that. I want you to walk away from chapel and walk away from this prayer of St. Paul, knowing, um, being challenged to go back. We only have 10 minutes, so I want you to go back and look at the depth of the love of Christ for you. I want you to just taste that here and go back and look at it more later. So think about depth of the love of God for you, but I also, same word, so I'm sticking with one point, but depth of scripture reading. That's a point I want you to not miss from chapel today. I want to talk about, and just by my example of forming a 10-minute talk, I was challenged to think about you and how you read scripture on a daily basis and how I read scripture on a daily basis and think about the way in which in my fast-paced life, I am so tempted to just read scripture, read a verse like this and think, oh, cool, how wide, how high, how, how deep is his love for me? And then I just go to my journal and I can journal about how God feels about me. But when I'm challenged to get up here in front of you and speak, I took a little bit longer and did a little bit more digging in the context of the book of Ephesians. And all of a sudden, the verse is a lot deeper than that. And I was like, why am I not talking to them about that? So God's love is deep for you and scripture reading is deep for you. And so that's what I wanna challenge you on. So I got two points in one word, here we go. So I want you to discover scripture. Is this simply a prayer or is it more than that? Why is there this benediction prayer in the middle of the book of Ephesians? Normally Paul has these benediction prayers at the beginning or the end of his books, his letters to the churches, but this one is smack dab in the middle of the book. So let's figure out why. If any of you have read, your professors have assigned N.T. Wright. N.T. Wright is a scholar of our time. He's like 
top dog of the New Testament world. You can't get better than N.T. Wright, but he's a little complex to read. Um, but he is, has this helpful analogy for when you're reading scripture. Don't forget this. He, it, this stuck in my mind. He said that when you're reading scripture, you should just think of yourself like you're, you're studying a Shakespeare play in grade nine. Always be asking yourself, especially when you're reading like, like a New Testament book, think about like who, what, when, where, why. So as soon as I got to this verse, you look at, for this reason, I kneel before the Father. Stop in your tracks. Why does it say for this reason? You guys know this. Don't go on and start journaling about how wide, how high, how deep is his love for me before you've looked at like, why does it say for this reason? That should cause you to go back. So all I did, this should be so accessible for you. I just looked at the Bible Project videos online. It's created by this guy named Tim Mackey and his friend in Portland. Actually, I used to go to church with them, a little shout out, it was so awesome. I'm kind of sad that I don't anymore. That sucks. But um, North Langley is great. Matthew is awesome. Um, anyways, uh, the Bible Project videos are so helpful. Like I use them all the time. When I'm reading, if I start a new book, I often just pop one of them on, they're like eight or nine minutes, and they just like help you give a context for the book that you're reading before you start reading it. So. I just popped on the Ephesians video. So helpful. This, and it talked exactly about what I'm talking to you about. This prayer is smack dab in the middle of the book. The first three chapters are Paul explaining to the, to the church in Ephesus where he spent two really awesome years of ministry. He cares a lot about this church in Ephesus. Paul is now in prison in Rome, but he spent two years earlier in his ministry it, with the church in Ephesus preaching to Jews and Gentiles, but primarily to Gentiles. And he cares so much about this church and he's writing back to them. And so the first part of this book is poetic and beautiful. And he's describing to them this huge overview of the gospel and how it's like this poetry of how God kept Israel in this promise to Abraham, but that wasn't his plan always. His plan was always to invite the whole world. And when Christ came and, and inaugurated this grace, it was like the invitation for God's family just opened up and the church became this multi-ethnic faith. So that's chapters one through three. And then we have this little benediction prayer. And then four through six, is how then should Christians live? And it's all about living in unity. And it's all about living as one body, one faith, one baptism. Do you guys recognize that language? That's all Ephesians language. We have so many songs. We have so many things as Christians from our doctrine that's out of Ephesians because Ephesians, Tim Mackey, okay, I'm like so not even on my notes. Tim Mackey writes that Ephesians is this book that is Paul summarizing the gospel in how it should reshape every part of our story. So in the middle, he takes this pause where he goes, this is what Christ designed the church to be. He promised it to Abraham back when he said, all the stars in the heaven, all the, sea, the, the sand and the, the sea or whatever, it, the, all those children would be yours. That was the church, that's us. It was like Christ is going to open all of that up to you because of his work on the cross through grace. And then 
he has this prayer that we need to be rooted in love, that we need to know that 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 love is for us, that it lives in us through his spirit. And then we can go on to live that way as the body of Christ. This multi-ethnic, super diverse body of Christ that is going to have issues. We are going to not get along, but we have the power to do that when we're rooted in Christ. So, Remember I said my point is depth? That prayer all of a sudden doesn't become this little like Sunday school prayer that I journal about my individualistic life and just me and yay, that made me feel better today. It's all of a sudden I'm in this huge story of God that saved like history and I'm part of this, this story of the church. And that's so meaningful and there's so much more depth in that. Is this making sense? I'm I'm reading this book right now from a professor at Regent College, and this quote I keep it keeps coming up because it's real in all sorts of areas of life, but it's real for today too. Dr. Stephen Garber says this: words always have to be made flesh if we're going to understand them, and I I feel like that's true for this story as well. It's like that little bit right in the middle. We're talking about the story of Christ coming up to this prayer and and the story was made real because it was Christ who made it real. It was made flesh for us. So I'm gonna read through um, what knowing the love of God is in that passage. First, he says that he's gonna strengthen you in his spirit. This is inner strength from a never ending source. It's Christ in you through faith. It's built on a trust relationship with Christ. You're rooted in love. You're God's holy people. This is not an individualistic love. And may I say, working with college students for years now, you have to be rooted in Christ's love before you think that you can step out into community and be the most loving person ever. It's not gonna work. It's gonna be a shallow love that kind of disintegrates once people start annoying you. You have to be rooted in Christ's love before you start to spread out into community and wanna show the gospel love outwards. We pray that you have the power to grasp how wide, high, deep, and um, long his love is. It's infinite. It's surpassing knowledge. He wants you to actually experience it. This hasn't always been easy for me. I'm definitely, like I have a lot of emotion, but actually I struggle to um, have that experiential feeling of God's love. So it's something I continually pursue. If that's something you ever wanna talk about with me, the head and the heart and making that connection, I am happy to go for coffee with you and talk about that, that's hard. But that you would be filled with God, you would be made complete, full of life and power that comes from Him. I am deeply convinced that it is this knowledge, it is our job to understand If this word made flesh happens in our lives, we would have a profound effect on how we love one another. Otherwise, our love for one another often is just an attempt. It's shallow and it's short-lived. My prayer is that you would be rooted in Christ's love, that your roots would grow down deep for one another, that your roots for scripture would be deep, first inward and then outward that we would know ourselves in the identity of the family of God because of the work of Christ in this diverse and multi-ethnic family of God. 
Would you please stand? I'm going to read it one more time in a different version as a prayer over you. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and they will keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this message has challenged, encouraged, and inspired you as we continue learning and growing together in discipleship to Jesus. Every week, you'll find new chapel messages on our channel from local and international speakers ranging in diverse and engaging topics. So go ahead and subscribe for the latest of what's going on in chapel. Much love and happy listening.